Good morning and welcome here. Please stand with us as we sing our first song, O Come to the Altar.
You may be seated. Listen to the words of Isaiah for our call to worship. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper, and instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. Let's pray. God, we're here today because of you. You are the common um, connector for all of us. You've created us, that we desire to worship you, and that you have these promises for us. You had these promises for the people of Israel and that as people who are now followers of Jesus that we're welcomed into those promises. And I pray that this morning um, as we worship you and kind of live in community and connect before and after the service that you would just um, be the center of our thoughts and our conversations and that you would be where our, our love for each other flows from. So I just pray that you would soften our hearts this morning to receive the words uh, that you would say to us. Amen. Let's sing new wine.
please stand for how deep the Father's love for us. Oh! 
Let's sing Blessed Assurance. team have a seat and I'll read from Matthew 9 verses 35 to 38 so I'll give you a chance to turn in your Bibles to Matthew 9 35 to 38 this was the text that Travis Zacharias had us read Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them 
because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Let's pray for the offering. God, thank you so much for the abundance that we have. Um, Most of us, probably all of us, are well above um, living in poverty compared to especially the rest of the world. And so we we are among the richest in the whole world. And thank you for... Uh, the generosity and abundance and the way this land produces um, in terms of agriculture and the jobs that we're able to have. It's all a gift and we are grateful. We're grateful for the money in our bank accounts and we ask that you give us the generosity and cheerfulness to give it away as well. And so we pray for the money that's been donated this week online or those donations that will be given through the offering box in the back. And we just thank you for um, the ways that you use this money to further your work in this church, in the broader church, in the community. And we just ask that you would bless it and make it fruitful and multiply. Amen. Good morning. All right. It's good to see you all. Uh, I'm going to, do we dismiss children to children's first? There is uh, going to be children's care in the back, so let's say a quick prayer to dismiss children. Dear God, we thank you for the children of our congregation. We pray as they now go that they have a wonderful time, that they learn new things about you. And God, we also pray that they build great relationships. Lord, we Pray be with them now, also the people looking after them. And we pray be with our service as well. We look forward to seeing how you will bless us and enrich us through it. We pray these things in your name. Amen. All right. If you have your bulletins on you, now is the time to pull them out. There's a couple things that we need to go over on there. The first, next Sunday, 10.45 a.m., Uh, is going to be the worship service. And then on August 10th, so that's not this Thursday, that's the coming Thursday, uh, there's going to be a ladies' morning coffee at Gordon Christine's place. Uh, So mark that down, August 10th at 10 a.m. We used to hold those quite often during the summer, so now we're trying to see about bringing it back. So mark it down, ladies, August 10th, 10 a.m. on at uh, Gordon Christine's. Bring a lawn chair, coffee and snacks will be provided. Uh, apart from that, YFC is looking for volunteers in the fall. Talk to Dawson if you are interested. And Valley View is also always looking for volunteers during the summer. Talk to Dawson. He can get you the information that you need. And if you are the sort to like doodling, I know it says kids there, but we all like to doodle a little bit. Then there is sheets on the back. Uh, After the service, there is also going to be, uh, we're going to be continuing on what we did last week, what we started last week. Um, Dave and Tammy, our deacons, are going to be up here at the front after our service today. If there's anything that you want prayed for, uh, if there is anything you want to share, then they will be here to hear you. Uh, Otherwise, I will also be in the back. Uh, Any more announcements? All right. 
Uh, then let's go to a time of prayer. Uh, you've probably heard already, uh, Ken's mother passed away this past week, so we want to pray for the right family uh, during this difficult time. She's been in the care home for a while, but at the same time, that is, that's hard. So we want to pray for the right family, for comfort and guidance during this time. Uh, we also want to pray for the board uh, over the month to come uh, as we put into place all of the things we have been thinking about for Sunday school. Uh, in particularly, I know that Bethany is going to be doing some good work there, and so we want to pray for her, for her wisdom and for guidance as she comes up with what she comes up with. And just from what she shared with us so far, I am, I am excited to see what that is. So uh, we want to pray for that one way or the other. We know of at least... Uh, 10 additional kids that would be interested to come if we had something in place. And so we, that is the type of problem that is a great problem to have if I've ever thought of one. So we want to pray for that. Uh, we also want to pray for safety at Thresherman's reunion as it wraps up. Rosemary Seaman's concert will be going on right now, I believe. It might actually be done soon. Uh, we want to pray that that is a blessing. Uh, I've been there for the last two days in the daycare booth, and I can say that that went quite well. I think that we were down to 400 hamburgers from our original 3,000 when I left yesterday, and so I suspect that there is going to be some people without hamburgers today at that rate. And, but that is wonderful, uh, and it's always a wonderful time uh, at the Thresherman. So we want to continue to pray for safety, uh, particularly. I'm always a little surprised walking around Thresherman's that nobody's ever been hit by a car or anything, right? Like just zooming every which way with like no, no care for anyone, but it works, it works. So, but we wanna to continue to pray for that. All right, so please bow with me in a time of prayer. Dear God, we come before you first off in thanks. We wanna thank you for Thresherman's this past weekend. We want to thank you that it has been a blessing to the area as it always is. God, we thank you for the work that the daycare has done there. We thank you for uh, just how much money that you have helped them raise and how it'll go to good use. And we thank you for that. And Rosemary Siemens, as her ministry is going on right now, that revival tour, we pray that it sticks. We pray that all of the people that are there feel themselves a light to you. And we pray be with her as the performance goes on as well. And we thank you for all of the people that have been tirelessly involved in putting that together, as well as the fair together in general. But we also continue to pray for safety uh, over this last day. We thank you, though, for all of the ways you've been at work so far. And God, we also want to pray for this coming fall. It still feels like it's so far away, but August begins this week, and it's strange how that catches up. And so, God, we pray for Sunday school in particular. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to share the good news through Sunday school with all of these new kids. And... Lord, we pray that exactly what needs to be put into place to show them your love, that is what happens. God, we pray for Bethany in particular as she begins to do the footwork. And we also want to pray, start tapping people on the shoulders who might be interested in teaching 
when the fall comes around. We also want to pray the same thing for Kids Connect. We want to pray that all of the people that will want to be there and just don't know it yet, that they will find themselves drawn to it, that they will find you pushing them there so that when the ask comes, it is just, uh, well, obviously, this is what I am supposed to be doing. God, we thank you for the ways that you have been working through our congregation to reach out to the children of our community and their families as well. And so we pray, God, continue to work through us in this way and build our ministry in this way. And we look forward to seeing what it is that you will do. We look forward always to seeing how we are building the kingdom in your name. And God, we also want to pray today for something more somber, for the Wright family with the passing of Ken's mom. God, we pray be with them over the week to come as they are figuring out whatever details need to be figured out still. God, give them the comfort that they need. Give them the guidance that they need. Lord, please be with them and know that we are with them as well. God, all of these things I put before you today, and I place them at your feet. Amen. All right. Today we have a bit of an interesting one for you. I want to say a big thanks before we go any farther to Dawson and Evelyn and Elmer, our missions committee. Uh, they've started meeting again, and we are already seeing the fruit of that. And we will be throughout the rest of the fall as well, as we are going to be having a number of missionaries come and speak with us. Uh, some in person, and uh, some like today, that, that just wouldn't be a possibility because they are half a world away down in Paraguay, over video. Uh, today, Travis Zacharias is going to be sharing with us about what him, uh, Rosie, and the family are up to down in Paraguay, uh, as well as he will be uh, diving into the Word. And I am looking forward to what Travis has to say. He is a truly gifted man, and so... Without any further ado, Travis Zacharias. Hi, it's nice to be able to greet you, even though it's just through a video. We'd like to greet you in person. Um, but we're in Paraguay right now. We've been here 14 months now since our last visit to Canada, and we hope to see you again in person in about a year from now. This week, we're celebrating 16 years since the first time we came to Paraguay together. And we feel like it's been a good 16 years um, and we've, we've enjoyed it. We feel like we've matured, we've grown, we're growing older, our family's growing, um, but God has been very faithful through these past 16 years. We're enjoying a very warm winter. It's been about 29 degrees recently. We've had a few cold nights going down about five degrees a night, but overall it's been a very nice winter and everything is still green. We're enjoying the winter fruits. We're enjoying the mandarins, the citrus, the strawberries, the, the raspberries. Our kids have just finished their two weeks winter break. Um, we had a good break and they're not incredibly excited to go back to school, but they're all doing well. Belen, she's been with us now for three years, three and a half years, and she's doing her grade 11. And she's also working in the morning. She's working at our neighbor's house, helping her with her little girls. And um, 
she's always very helpful. She loves, she's a very social person and she really loves being able to help with camps and with church activities and yeah, she's a real blessing in that way. Her older brother Fernando is 23 and we love having him around when he can be. He is actually in the second year of Bible school in Asuncion, about a five hour drive away. But he was just here for, for his two week break and it's been, it was great to have him around to visit with him and he's also very helpful in, in the ministry. He preached on last Sunday and he also though, taught the, the kids the story at our last DBS. And so it's, it's nice to be able to have him around to, to help out in those things and also just to be a part of our family. Zipporah is 15 now. She celebrated her 15th birthday, which is a big deal in Latin America. And she is in grade, oh, grade 10, grade 10 now. And she loves to draw, she loves to sing. Um, she helps with the worship at church. She's just a good, responsible girl for 15. Moises is 13 and he's in grade eight. And he's starting to mature a little bit. He's growing up, he's trying to be helpful. And when we did DBBS last weekend, he's trying to be very helpful. At camp, he can be helpful. I put him in charge of the archery and he's telling all the teenagers what to do in archery when he's 13 years old. Moises still loves to goof off and to bug people nonstop. Paloma is four. She loves to make robot costumes out of every cardboard box we have in our house. And she likes to play pirates and princesses and she's learning how to write her name. She also loves to sing. Yes. Little bit of rabbit had a fly up on his nose. Little bit of rabbit fly up on his nose. Little bit of rabbit had a fly up on his nose. And he flipped it and he flipped it, flew away. As Rosie said, we've been in Paraguay about 16 years. And we moved to Mingosu about 12 years ago for the first time. And after being in Canada for three years, we've been back here for seven and a half years. And the church has grown slowly and steadily. And uh, we have a lot of kids and a lot of adolescents in our church. A lot of the kids that have grown up in church are now 12, 13 years old. And so we have about 15 adolescents and youth that come up to our youth group on Saturdays. And that's been really good to be able to, to focus on them and to, to work with the adolescents who really need it. We have a good Sunday school program. Yeah, we have a lot of the ladies and the youth in church are willing to help with our Sunday school and teach and help take care of the kids. Um, and we have about nine people volunteering with Sunday school now. That's, that's a big help for us, for me, as the leader of the Sunday school. And we really feel like there's a lot of community kids coming that are not from church families. And it's a really good way to pour into our community kids to show them love. Um, yeah, many kids come from really, really hard homes, hard to home situations, and they come sometimes hungry, they come in need of affection, and I think it, I love seeing our teachers grow in realizing that these kids just need a bit of love and attention and, and realizing what the, the kids around them need and how, to, how they can fulfill that need. We are the only missionaries here in Mingawasu right now, and in our church we don't have a lot of adults that can help with the teaching, the preaching, I'm leading the church, and no one's really at that maturity level yet. But we have Christian Rita Craker that come from Kampomeve, which is an hour's drive away. They come about every two weeks to help us out. And we also have Esteban and Daniela. Um, Daniela is Christian Rita's daughter. Her and her husband come once a month to help us out on, on Sundays as well. And they, both, they know the community well. They both lived here before. And so it's really nice to be able to have that support from them. 
One struggle that we do have here in the church in Mingawasu is we struggle to sometimes have the adults be motivated and to see um, the needs around them, to see how they can grow spiritually. Um, many of the adults in our church are first-time Christians. They became Christians as adults and the past, their hurts from the past, often um, hinders their spiritual growth. As one becomes a Christian, their whole worldview has to change and as God renews our mind and changes our way of thinking as we learn to trust Him. And so, so many things in the world cause distractions, things like debt, loss of jobs, food shortages, those things which, which are important and can also discourage people spiritually, illness as well. Extended family issues can also be complicated. Often the, the families in the church are the only Christians in their extended families, and so those relationships can be complicated. And another thing is, as Rosie mentioned, is the hurts from the past. So many people have, have low self-esteem, pride, or they might have selfish ways of thinking. They may maybe have suffered some kind of abuse in the past or just negligence in their childhood. So many things, um, so many issues that come along with growing up in the world aff affect us emotionally and as a result spiritually as well. A lot of the adults have, have trouble leaving all of that behind and just to, to follow God, to trust Him completely and to, to do the hard work necessary to deal with those, those pains and to live in, in the freedom that God wants us to live in. We have many adolescents in our church and they're children that we've known since they were almost babies and we watched them grow up. We feel like we are uncles and aunts to them. We feel really, um, we love them. They're ours <laughs> and they're our kids from church. And yet we know that their situations are so difficult sometimes they're dealing with, many of them don't have dads. Um, many of them are dealing with instability at home those things are really affecting them and especially as adolescents it's a really hard time for them to to go through without these stabilities that they need and we're um, trying to accompany them walk alongside them and and mentor them um, one girl in specific that we have have really taken under our wing she's she lives with her mom and her dad but the situation is just really not stable her mom suffers with mental health issues and the girl since small has felt like she needs to be responsible for all of those for her mom she's been responsible and and that's really taking a toll on her and now she's 13 and at 13 girls start looking for boys and and different things and she was becoming involved in really dangerous situations without realizing it herself and so we've been bringing her to our house once a week for a few hours um, just to spend more quality time with her and to also give her a safe space to be. And I know that that's been good for her, um, but there's so many other girls. And I love it that we can be that for these kids, but it's still really difficult. Um, we have our own children that we need to make a priority. And the, the amount of adolescents we have to guide and to mentor are more than we are physically or emotionally capable of doing. Um, and so that's also a prayer request <laughs> that God would um, would be enough for them and that what we can do we will do with a, with a good um, servant heart and that um, we can show them love. One of the other ministries we are involved with is camps and we do camps it's about an hour away the location of the camp that we work with and every year we try to take kids from here to the camp it's really been a blessing for the kids from here to take them out of 
their home situations with the worldly distractions and be able to um, speak to them about the love of Jesus, it really does impact their lives. And we've seen how wonderful it can be for them. And so we've been taking kids to camp um, every year. And every year we have more and more kids to take to camp as, as the community hears about it and, and they want to send their kids as well. Two weeks ago we ran a couple of one-day winter camps, one and two-day camps during the winter break. We had really good participation, it was a really good week. And here's a short summary of one of the camps. Last year we raised about $2,000 in Canada in order to send kids from our church to camp and it was a really big blessing in order to, to get these kids to camp. We're hoping to take about 40 kids, adolescents and teens to camp from our, our neighborhood this year. We're not fundraising for this yet but please keep this in mind as we will soon be asking for those who really want to, to donate money to help send kids to camp. We've been doing VBS in our church community for the past 12 years, in the winter and in the summer. And it's been really wonderful for our kids. Our kids know about it now and they, um, they wait for it. And if, if we don't do it soon enough in the summer, they'll come ask us, when are you going to do VBS? And so we just did a VBS this past week for three days and it was really wonderful. We had 80 to 90 kids each day and um, we really were able to give the gospel clearly and we had a wonderful time with the kids. One thing that I've been doing recently is teaching a Seon class or Sean class to students in Mingawasu, people from our church. We've really felt the need to train more leaders to get people more confident in their knowledge of the Word of God. And so I have about 10 students, 5 teenagers and 5 adults, who are studying the Bible weekly. They have their homework that they're doing. We're doing a study of the book of Matthew. And on top of that, teaching them tools in order to study and interpret the Bible for themselves. And so it's been a real big challenge for them. It's been very enjoyable and it's been good to see the students put the effort in and be faithful in attending the classes and enjoying the, the knowledge that they're getting out of it. What we really want is for them to learn so that they can teach others. As we already mentioned, there are needs all everywhere we look, all the, everywhere around us. And a quick Google search will tell you what the world believes are the greatest needs in the world. And they include things like lack of food, uh, water shortage, climate change, human rights violations. And these needs are everywhere we look. Um, all around us there's poverty. So many people get paid less than they should some people make a third of what minimum wage is here. And people are being treated unfairly and being taken advantage of. Inflation is going up, food costs are, are going up, everything is more expensive. And as a result, people have a very poor, poor diet. Um, many people have their wells way too close to their septic tanks. And there's a scarcity of, of clean water. And it's not, it's not easy. And we try to help out with those needs as we, as we can. 
but as we meet people and as we spend time with people, we realize the greatest needs aren't even those physical needs. There are other needs that go much, much deeper. There's so much hurt and pain in the lives of many people. And these emotional scars that people have affects the way that they treat God with the fact the way that they react to God and the way that they treat other people. Even among Christians, these these scars, the hurts and pains from the past can affect their spiritual growth. It's because the sins committed by other people have caused them hurt. And the sins that people commit cause themselves damage as well because there are consequences to these sins. And this pain is often passed on to the next generation because it's often hard to love people as much as we love ourselves. Sometimes it's just simply hard to love other people when someone, and when one hates oneself, when one does not value oneself, and when one is ashamed of oneself. And so these, these hurts and damages are passed on to the next generation. And these are needs that only God can provide the solution to because God is the one that loves unconditionally. And he's the one that forgives our sins. He sets us free from sin and he gives us a new start. He makes us a new creation. His spirit is the one that transforms us and teaches us to follow him instead of our own destructive desires. He is the one who takes away our shame and our guilt. He is the one that gives us self-worth as we realize the value that we have because the God who is who created the universe, the God who created us, he loves and values us and that gives us value. God is the one who gives us strength to forgive as we see his example of being willing to suffer in order to provide the forgiveness that we need. When Jesus was here on earth, he saw the needs of the people and he had compassion on the people that he, that he was with. And you, we see many, many examples of this as recorded in the Bible. He would heal the sick. He would raise the dead. Um, he, he wept with people when they, were, when they were mourning. One example of this we find in Matthew 9. I'm going to read verses 35 and 36. It says, Then Jesus went to all the towns and villages, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, healing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he felt compassion for them, because they were weary and worn out, like sheep without a shepherd. And this is what Jesus did when he walked on the earth. He taught and he preached the good news of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is near. He healed the sick. He clearly had compassion for them. But the greatest compassion that he had was for those who were weak and weary. Those who were in this emotional state of being weary and worn out. Um, they were distressed, scattered, as some versions say. They were like sheep without a shepherd. These sheep without a shepherd were unprotected and they're being ravaged by the enemy. Jesus saw this and he felt a great compassion for them. And God's plan for humanity was not that we would live weary and worn out lives. That his plan wasn't that we would live without him leading and guiding us and protecting us. And Jesus longed to gather these tired, broken people, care for them, and give them rest. Most people did, and most people still do, reject Jesus. In the Old Testament, the message of God's love for his people was repeated over and over and over again. God, out of compassion, pleaded with the nation of Israel to return to him. And they often they, they abandoned God. They would go after other gods or simply decide to live the way that they felt best. There are, there are, at the end of the Judges, it says that Israel was a nation where each man did what he saw was fit. And the result was chaos and destruction. Because the people were rejecting God, each one living the way that they saw best. 
One example of God calling his people back to him we find in Malachi 3.7 where he said, Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. And we read that Jesus longed for Israel to return to him. In Luke 13.34, there's a passage where he says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who killed the prophets and stone those sent to you, the prophets that were sent to Jerusalem to call them to repentance and to return to God, they were stoned by the Israelites. How often have I longed to gather your children together, and the hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Jerusalem is a city that represents the well-being of Israel as a nation. The spiritual center and the overall spiritual direction of the nation was represented by Jerusalem, and they were not willing to be gathered by God under his wings as a, as a mother hen protects and gathers her chicks. People were not willing to return to the Lord Almighty. As a result, they were weary and worn out. And the world is no different today. Cultures are different. We eat different foods, we speak different languages, we wear different clothing than they did when Jesus walked the earth. But the hearts of the people are, same, are the same. So many people reject Jesus, the Jesus who desires to give them rest. And the result is that they are weary and worn out people everywhere we look. Jesus still desires that the people of the world people of your neighborhood gather under his lordship as his children in his kingdom and his message is simple god was reconciling the world to himself in christ we find these verses in second corinthians chapter 5 verses in 19 and 20 it says god was reconciling the world to himself in christ not counting men's sins against them he who had no sin jesus became sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is why he sent out, and why God still sends out representatives for the purpose of pleading with the people to return to him. Paul says in verse 20 of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So you are his representative. And he sent you here into the world, into your community, with the same message. Be reconciled to God. I want to read again the passage in Matthew 9, verse 35 and 36. Then Jesus went to all the towns and villages, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he felt compassion for them, because they were weary and worn out, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. We see again that Jesus had compassion on the people. He longed to be their, their shepherd and for them to follow him. And for that purpose, he had disciples. He had disciples and he encouraged them to pray for more workers because the harvest was plentiful. The harvest is abundant. There's a need for more workers. A short time later, Matthew 11, 28-30, Jesus repeats a, a similar invitation again to the weary. He says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me that I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, as my, and my burden is light. This was Jesus' invitation, and still his invitation today. He offers rest to the weary. There are so many weary people, worn out people, who need rest, who need to gather under God's wings, and simply live with him as their shepherd. 
but the workers are few. May you join Jesus as a worker in his harvest to offer this invitation that Jesus had with the same compassion that he had, the invitation to offer rest to the weary souls around you. I usually thank the speakers, so thank you, Travis and Rosie, <laughs> all across the world from us. Please stand as we sing, Yet Not I, But Through Christ in Me. Again, thank uh, Dawson and Evelyn and Elmer for all of your work putting this together, as well as thank Travis for sharing with us about his ministry. They have been our major missionary family for, as you heard, 16 years, and it is wonderful to see 
all that they are doing for the people in Paraguay. Uh, once again, a reminder, if you have anything that you want prayed for or anything that you want to share, uh, there will be deacons that are in the front immediately after the service that would be happy to hear from you. And for our benediction, we turn to the book of 2 Timothy. May the Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you all. Go now and serve our wonderful Lord. Amen. With every breath, I long to follow.